everyone. I'm Gideon Fiddlezide, Editorial Director of Custom at PR Week. PR Week. I'm really, really excited to be here with you today to do this podcast. It's one of a series that we're doing with 2022 Best Places to Work honorees at PR Week. These are some of the really top places to work in PR for various reasons that we're going to get into. Today, I'm very, very happy to be joined by Jacob Moon, who is the co-founder and GM of Salt Lake City Office of Method Communications. Communications. Jake, how are you doing? Great. Good to be here. Yeah. And according to Jake, um, apparently there's really never a bad day when you live in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I'll take his word for it, though. I will say my wife actually has been to that city and she did rave about it. So Jake probably knows what he's talking about there. What Jake also knows is how to lead an organization that is clearly a best place to work for his staffers because it is their answers to our survey that led us to the decision that Method Communications will be honored this year. Very, very excited about it. And the whole point of today's discussion, Jake, is um, obviously to give you a bit of a spotlight, of course, but hopefully people listening out there will get some idea as to what the secret sauce might be that has allowed your agency to thrive in the way that it has. So got a few questions for you, if that's all right. Sounds good. Cool. It's fair to say that the pandemic has redefined at least some of the criteria by which any organization is judged to be or not to be a best place to work. One of the areas in which methods scored particularly well in the survey that I mentioned before is being flexible to the point of allowing each employee to have an individualized work arrangement that works best for them, as opposed to mandating one policy for all. I also have to give you credit, Jacob, for being very self-aware, because when we spoke prior to this podcast, you highlighted your Method Anywhere program as something you were particularly proud of. So I want to give you the floor to talk about this initiative and the obvious success the agency has seen because of it. Yeah, you bet. This is actually something that we feel like we're probably a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to working remotely and hybrid work. Prior to the pandemic, in, in about August of 2019, we actually introduced what we call Method Anywhere, um, it, which has allowed us, it, you know, at that time, it was an opportunity to get talent from other places, being able to hire from places outside of our hub cities of Salt Lake City, San Francisco, and New York. We knew that there was a way that we could bring in additional people by letting them work remotely. And at that time, it was a little bit limited to certain roles and responsibilities, certain levels of, of uh, staffers. But we knew that that was kind of the future is that we needed to focus more on, on output rather than on worrying about where people were when they were working during the day. So we introduced Method Anywhere at our summit that year. And we, I guess we, we kind of set things up for success for when COVID hit, because as soon as COVID hit, in, as we all know, in, in March of 2020, um, we'd already kind of moved toward allowing people to work remotely if needed. We were still kind of assuming that everybody was going to be working in the office, but we, we knew that we needed to also offer that flexibility too. And I have to admit that I was one of those people early on that was really like, everybody should be in the office. We, that's how you do work. Um, I commuted to work 45 minutes every day, each way uh, to make sure that I was in the office and I expected everybody else to as well. But I've completely changed my tune. Having worked remotely now for nearly three years, I can see that the obvious benefits of being able to work from home and I love it. We don't anticipate ever changing it and we see the benefits that in productivity and in happiness and in making sure that our employees are uh, doing what they would like to do. So uh, I think now in the era of hybrid work, where everybody's kind of trying to figure it out or has figured it out and, and everybody's kind of working um, remotely, 
at least some of the time, we really are just focusing on letting people work how and where they want. We have a few people that love being in the office. They go in every day because they live relatively close and they love getting away from the distractions that they find at home. Um, But I got to say, the vast majority of people just like working from home. And uh, we still offer opportunities for people to to be in the office or to get together. We host parties and luncheons and things like that so that we still have some camaraderie and and, uh, we get together occasionally. But for all intents and purposes, you know, everybody's working remotely. And it's not just the location that they work. It's also like the time that they that they spend and when they spend that time. Some people love to work at night. Some people love to work in the morning. And as long as they're getting their work done and meeting deadlines and doing exceptional work, then, you know, we don't care when they get it done. We've also taken the opportunity to kind of reimagine our office spaces. We had in Salt Lake for the past, I don't know, five or six years, we've had space to grow. We had have about 30 people here. We had space for probably 50 or so. Mm -hmm. With uh, leases coming up and opportunities to change things in Salt Lake and San Francisco, we're downsizing our offices and turning them into more kind of a place where people can come to meet and gather. There's, There's space to work, but it's more about offering collaboration rooms and things like that. And a place, uh, you know, they both have kind of nice kitchen areas and things like that so that people can come together for lunches and and uh, meet as a group and, and really uh, get to know each other there. Because we, we see that most people, you know, really want to work from home more often than not. Mm-hmm. Those spaces are, you know, it's also given us an awesome, awesome opportunity to kind of upgrade some of the spaces. If we downsize our space, we get a little bit nicer space. So those spaces are like really light and inviting. It's a place that you want to bring clients if, if needed, someplace where we can, you know, have the best of both worlds mm-hmm. and uh, let our employees choose what works best for them. I'd also just say one more thing is that, uh, you know, I really, I wanted to kind of point out the, the trust factor in this and the fact that, you know, really highlight why it's good for people to be able to work where they want and when they want. Um, I think that the more that we are able to show trust and focus on outputs rather than inputs, I think people continue to trust us back. All of our team members seem to appreciate that and they, they put in their best effort because they know that we're, we're uh, trusting them to do their best. Um, an awesome example of that, we have this writer who works frequently from, I think he, he sends emails more at like two o'clock in the morning than any other time. <laughs> and I called him on it one time and I was like, hey, you don't like, are you working too much? Do you have too much on your plate? Like what's going on? And he said, oh, no, I just appreciate being able to do what I want during the day and then send work at night because that's when I work best. So he had some obligations with his family that he needed to do. And then, uh, you know, for a, a couple of a couple of times, he's sent things late at night. And he said that works really well for him because then when he gets his best writing done. So, you know, I think that that's the kind of if, if we were forcing him to be in the office, he wouldn't have that. He wouldn't be able to spend the time with his family that he needs, and he also wouldn't we wouldn't get the best work out of him either because he'd be just chained to a desk. So, there's a lot of benefits that come, I think, from uh, being able to work when and where you want. Thanks so much for that, Jake. And I have to tell you, one of the things that really kind of stood out for me was, and you're not the first person in your position who said this, is that coming into the pandemic, you really might not have been the biggest fan of people working remotely, and now you're a complete convert. Um, I know that's happened in a lot of cases, and yeah, yeah. it's really kind of amazing, you know. Separate from even this conversation, one of the things I've always said is never in my life, and I've been around long enough, that 
have I thought there would be an event in this world that would really, really upend the way we do things on a daily basis. I don't even think 9-11 did that. I don't think other things did that. COVID obviously did that because as you and I are both sitting in our um, houses today, this is the way we work now. So it's really kind of interesting. But I always respect I very much respect the fact that you allowed yourself to completely change your mind about remote working. And clearly it's benefiting you and your agency. So that's really terrific. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough good about it. I used like cutting that commute. I've, I exercise now. <laughs> <laughs> I get to spend time with my family more than I ever did before. And, you know, just the benefits far yeah. outweigh the, the cost. And okay. I, I also like mm-hmm. I go to the office a couple times a week. I mean, not mm-hmm. once every other week, I should say. But, you know, it's only when I need to rather than having to every day. So. I'm not going to sit here and say COVID was a good thing, but I mean, there are some okay things that came out of it, I guess. So at least we can look at it from the positive yep. standpoint. Yep. In the previous question I asked you, I referenced a survey and I want to mention it again because it's really important to note all the decisions that were made about honorees for best places to work were made solely based on staffer input to the survey that we put out there. So that's really the best barometer to judge, in my opinion, what a best place to work is. So within that context, well, again, I looked back at some of the responses that your staffers supplied for some of the areas in which your agency truly stood out, and the strength of your mentoring programs really shined through to me. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that you know, I think that this is one aspect of how method is structured that we often take for granted or overlook a little bit, um, because it's just always how we've been, and it's not really something that was like super. Uh, structured, I guess. Uh, I mean, by design, you know, but it's uh, really how our coaching program works. And it's something that I am reminded of when we have other people join from other agencies and they say, oh, this isn't how other agencies are, but it's just kind of how Method has always been. Um, And what that is, is a quick description of it is Method is a pretty flat organization. There isn't a, a ton of hierarchy and each person, each kind of coach has no more than four people that report to them. And a coach is really, I mean, that's what it is. It's a career coach. It's somebody who, somebody on the leadership team who coaches others, other people on the leadership team, maybe, you know, maybe a a couple of steps down from them, but also everybody from our graduate associates to our account executives, everybody has a, has a career coach. And I think that the best way of of describing that is really um, they have an advocate within the organization who's kind of fighting for their best interest. And you'll be on a, on a team and there's certainly structures within the team. You know, you're assigned to a specific client and you, there's a, a hierarchy there of like who's doing what. But when it comes to opportunities within method and opportunities like the broader organization, you're really looking to your career coach to look for training, look for development opportunities, look for what's my next step? How do I get promoted? And that coach is also looking to you to coach you along and see what needs to be your next step, what you need to be doing to advance your career. And I think that that's something that has really, really uh, helped eliminate a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of people jockeying for a position because they have a coach that's kind of handholding them or um, advocating for them within the company. And it works for like, you know, this person wants to be on a, a specific type of account or this person's really struggling in this way. They might have too many accounts on their on their load right now. So there's a lot of different ways that the coach can help to help them advance. And I think that, you know, it goes to show, if I might 
toot our own horn a little bit is that uh, PR Week, we were recognized for seven of the past eight years for the Outstanding Young Professional Award. Hmm. Uh, and I think that this coaching program really speaks to that, is that a lot of young professionals are seeing ways to advance and, and seeing those opportunities to like really shine. And, uh, and uh, it, it comes through in you know, the recognition that we're receiving from PR Week as well. Jake, shame on me for not actually putting that together, but that is actually really impressive. Um, I did not, I did not know that. But if I'm not mistaken, though, I was about to say a lot of great PR talent in Utah, and there no doubt is. But if I'm not mistaken, though, not every single person of those seven was was based in Utah. So you are spreading it around a little bit. So that's good. They're all over. That's awesome. Latest one in New York. Oh. Well, yeah, there, I guess there are some good people. That, I guess there are some good PR people in New York too. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I'm sorry, guys, all of you in New York. There's a lot of great people in New York and in, in PR. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But anyway, another program your agency put out, um, put in place a few years ago is called Method Matters More. Love the alliteration. When I looked into this a bit before the podcast, it became clear to me that this program is certainly in line with an agency that is a great place to work. So, Jacob. Please tell us a bit about the origins of this program and why you think it has been so effective. Yeah, you bet. Um, Method Matters More is a bit of a play on words, I guess, obviously an alliteration, but it's really our well, the, uh, our wellness and benefits program that we offer. Um, and it includes our focus on diversity and inclusion. I think what it really boils down to and how the play on word, words works, because I, I think it's a little bit counterintuitive, but it, I think everybody at Method really appreciates it. But it boils down to the fact that method is really made up of the individual members of the team. And without each individual person, method as an entity would be nothing. And so that's where we get to uh, method matters more to refocus our attention on taking care of the individuals that matter most. So uh, when we introduced method matters more a few years ago, there were essentially five key areas of the program. Um, they were more balance, more doing good together, more traditions and recognition, more camaraderie and collaboration, and more empowerment. And so what that looks like um, in the real world and you know the tangible benefits that we offer, we have introduced a professional development stipend, which is a benefit that individuals can get every other year. We have a wellness stipend, which is $500 a year to spend on your personal wellness, whether that's mental or physical. We have a donation match program where you can donate to something, uh, any cause that you want, and Method will match that donation up to a certain amount. We have re referral bonuses. Um, we have what we call our JEDI program. That's an interesting way of putting our uh, DEI initiative. So we added J to it for justice. So it's a justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. So we have a lot of emphasis on improving staffing metrics. We have education programs throughout the year to help with our DEI efforts. And then also, um, you know, we have some interesting and unique partnerships that we're working on as well to help in the education space. We have a summit in Park City that we host about every other year, um, which is an awesome opportunity to get everybody together. Um, and then we have regional events in our hub locations, Salt Lake, San Francisco, and New York as well. A couple of the really fun kind of quirky things that have come out of it, you know, we have this thing called Culture Corner that we do in our agency meeting every month. And it's really just an opportunity for people to like share their hobbies. It's almost hmm. like giving a two minute TED talk on something that you're passionate about. We have two people do it each month and it's become like the favorite part of our agency meeting is because people get up and they talk about how they love to run 5Ks or they talk about how they love to, you know, advice on how to eliminate plastic in their in their lives or i'm a big 
national park fan. And so I gave a two minute talk about why I love national parks. So it's a really great way for people to kind of get together. And then uh, we also do a lot on cross Slack. Obviously we're remote, but we've got a ton of like groups that enjoy certain things together. So, and very active groups, I should say on Slack. So we have like health and wellness. We have a Disney group. We have uh, people who love movies. We love have people that like probably the most, most active one is people who love junk food. And it just is a great way for people to like, get to know each other and, and focus on becoming friends and uh, the relationships that matter. And then we introduced some other, other benefits, you know, wellness, our, our sick days became wellness days. We're super flexible with that. We offer a lot of time off during the year around holidays and such. So, and it have introduced some additional days off um, that, that we provide as well. So um, I think all of these things kind of add up to what this is about method matters more. I will add one other thing is that uh, method matters more is often seen as like a, you know, an internal culture program, but it also extends to where uh, where we look for business development and it's changed our approach in how we do business development. So when we're looking for new clients to work with, um, there's three main questions that we ask um, whether we're going to pursue the business or not. And those are, is it interesting? Will people enjoy it? And can we be successful? And that really plays into this method, method matters more as well, is that we're hopefully we're providing opportunities that people really want to work on the client with the clients that they're working on. And, uh, and it goes to their own, their own wellness and the long-term as well. I should also give a shout out to our COO, Heather England, who has been the ad, biggest advocate for this program, um, uh, for, for many years. Um, she has, consistently said that the best way to lose top talent is to burn them out. And so she introduced a lot of these new benefits that we have, but also she is a huge advocate for the individuals at Method as well. And is constantly looking at, are they overstaffed? Are they staffed on the kinds of kinds of clients that they want to be working on? Are they working with people that they want to work with? Um, making sure that they are happy and, and not, you know, uh, kind of nose to the grindstone like a lot of agencies do. So I think um, Heather has been has been awesome in uh, creating Method Matters more and creating the culture that we have here at Method. Oh, that's terrific. Um, thank you for sharing all of that and shout out to Heather for sure. But again, when we correspond to part of this podcast, you mentioned transparency as a particularly important quality and method as well. And you linked it quite closely to your co-founder and CEO, David Parkinson. So I want to give you the floor to talk a little bit about that as well. Oh, yeah. I got to give a huge shout out to David. I've worked with David for like, 15 years. We started Method about 13 years ago. So I know he and I have like worked side by side for a really long time. And I have to say the past three or four or five years, he is he has really taken on a mantle of leadership. And part of that is through the transparency that he's offered um, across a couple of different areas. First was when COVID hit, he just took it upon himself to have these kind of, I can't remember what we called them, but we were like, they were kind of like brown bag lunches and we would get together every week and um, we were now working remotely. So we needed to, you know, bring everybody together pretty regularly just to make sure we were all on the same page. But he was pretty open about anything. And he uh, talked about challenges that we were facing because of COVID. Maybe, you know, during that time, there was so much upheaval and so much wonder about what was going to happen. Um, talked about, you know, clients that were struggling, clients that were having successes and people could ask him anything. And, uh, 
he, I think that that transparency really rallied everybody together and created a really strong team ethic that um, helped us, you know, not only just make it through COVID as a company, but also thrive, you know, 2020 and 2021 and now 2022 are, we're hitting record breaking years every year. And I think that it was really his leadership there. One other area that I think he's been really amazing at is really being open about his own mental health challenges. And that's primarily anxiety, something that you never hear from a leader like that. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard members of the team say how appreciative they are of his openness about, you know, how he deals with it. You know, he deals, he has his own um, challenges dealing with the stresses that come with work and family and other things. And he's been really, really open about those things and, and offering suggestions to people about what they can do to help, you know, deal with their own challenges that they're, they're going through. And, uh, you know, I hear regularly from people about, um, and, and it gets people talking on our Slack channels and other things saying, hey, if you're dealing with these types of things, you know, I am too. Let's work together and, and come through this together. So um, I think that, that that transparency has really just kind of improved the trust that people have. Um, and it comes from the top. You know, see, uh, our CEO, David, has been um, amazing at being the leader in that. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That's great. I'm going to close with this. And, you know, I always pay attention to the very first things I see when I go to an organization's website. In the case of Method, this is what you will see upon first clicking the link. There's a tagline, the brightest PR and marketing firm. And then you'll see lines reading, be illuminated and results that capture the spotlight. Brightness and light are very are clearly very symbolic of what you believe Method is and what you want it to be as an agency. And the homepage design certainly supports that theme. Those taglines and designs are clearly not an accident. There's a method to your madness. You had to know I was going to say that, right? <laughs> At least once. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, you know, punny. That's just the way I am. The taglines and designs are obviously meant to represent what method is. So can you speak a bit about why, excuse me, about why brightness and light are so foundational to method? Yeah, I really love this. Our marketing team came up with this and I really appreciate the fact that it speaks to how we work, but also who we are. Um, if our clients are not in the spotlight or being recognized, they won't be seen and their accomplishments won't be celebrated. And we're behind the spotlight and we're aiming it at, at them and directing it toward them to be seen in their best light. Um, we have the skills and the tools and the talent to direct that light so that our clients can be seen. And we wanna showcase our clients in the best light. So I think that that really speaks to the kind of the work that we do. I think it also speaks to uh, who we are as an org organization as well. Um, we have people that people wanna work with because they're light, there is light in their personalities and in their perspectives. You know, a lot of people that we have here have a glass half full attitude um, we treat each other well and we treat each other with respect. Um, I remember when we first opened our office in San Francisco, um, we had a few people come through that they just didn't jive well because we were, you know, frankly, just kind of nice. And there was a lot of people coming from other agencies are like pretty cutthroat and they saw it always as like a, a, a competition. And I just think that that light comes through in, uh, in the work that we do, but also in the personalities of the people that we have here. Um, and uh, I think that we give each other the benefit of the doubt and we look each other, look at each other in the best light. So uh, there's one thing in the write-up of the Best Places to Work Award that you had on PR Week that I really uh, thought speaks to this as well. You just simply said, Method Communications understands that happy employees produce great work, win new clients, and reduce turnover. 
And I think that all of that speaks to kind of this, uh, the light theme that we have coming through on our website as well. Wow. Jake, really, really appreciate the time you took today because I definitely have a greater appreciation even before than, than I did before we had this conversation about why Method is such a great place to work. Congratulations to you and the agency on this honor. Congratulations on seven out of eight years of being shortlisted in the uh, Young Pro too. That was, again, I did not know that, but that's really impressive. Yeah, thank you. Oh, please, it's my, please. well, again, the judges chose it, but you certainly deserve it, so I'm happy for that. I want to thank Jacob for taking the time today. I question how much you sleep based on everything that you do and everything you oversee, but I'll assume you do sleep a little bit, so that's good when you're not skiing, I suppose. But but, um, I also want to thank everyone out there for tuning in today. This is part of a series of podcasts that we've been doing with Best Places to Work honorees. And all of them have been really, really interesting because while they share the distinction of being a best place to work, I think all of these organizations really have a unique quality unto themselves that really explain why they were honored in the way that they have. So it's been a real pleasure doing this series with leaders like Jacob. Until next time, this is Gideon for those out of PR Week. Wishing all of you a wonderful rest of your day and the happiest of holidays to you and yours. I'll see you around soon.